0: MacLeod! Seems you're always a day late and a dollar short. You have the files. You killed Clancy and Christine Seltzer. All in a good cause. I did us all a favor. And this is the way you show your gratitude. You're enjoying this. It's not about enjoyment. It's about power. In the game, out of the game, human immortal, they're all the same to you, aren't they? You have no code, no rules. There are no No rules. Oh, there's one. Let's find out. Just you and me. Oh, you think so? Now there's just you and me. But there could be only one. One thing. If I die, everything goes public. Salsa's file is on my computer. If I'm not there to stop it, it automatically goes out to every news agency in the world. Marvellous thing, technology. You're lying. I think you know me better than that. Kill me, and you blow everyone's cover. Everyone. Or, you can lose your head and save us all. It's for you to choose. What a dilemma, McCloud. I'll let you think about it, see just what kind of a hero you really are.
1: If I kiss it and make it better, welcome to <laughs> Highlander <laughs> Rewatched, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Each and every week we
2: kiss it and make it better, so... <laughs> gross, 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 gross.
3: <laughs> yeah, at the end of each recording, well,
2: we you get some kiss ways it We kiss it these better. episodes and make them better. There you go. All right, sure. Yeah,
1: that's good. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We are talking about the season finale of season three. Episode 22, finale, part two. I thought you were forgetting the name of the episode <laughs> after you
2: said it twice <laughs> when you paused there. It-
1: I was struggling with my words, because I was like, oh, season three, finale, season three, episode 22. Like, how many times are we going to say the word season in this intro? Unseasonably often. Exactly. <laughs> so this is episode 22, finale. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Lengthy titles this time, but be before... Finale
3: part two. Right. <laughs>
1: it's like Harry Potter. Dead so yeah. before we jump into this episode, we thought we'd talk about a little reader mail. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listener mail.
1: Sure, I'd love to listen to you read it, <laughs> So,
2: we got a number of thoughts about the send off of Dr. Ann Lindsay.
0: Dr. Ann.
2: So, I'm going to read the hottest of hot takes first.
1: Okay. Just Ooh. to set the stage if people want. Yeah. Or should I save this for last? Save that for last. Okay. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the most infuriating of the takes. <laughs> I've heard of hot cakes, but hot, hot takes? takes? <laughs> Pass never. the maple syrup for you, these hot takes. You've never heard of hot takes? No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: Oh, have I ever told you what my, my view on hot takes is? What? What? Hot takes is when somebody <laughs> puts their pie to warm on the window seal, sill and somebody takes it. <laughs>
2: it's hot. That is a very hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> well, until it cools.
3: Yeah, then it's not hot anymore.
2: <laughs> it's not a hot take anymore. It's
3: only right after they put it on the sill. You got to sneak up there and
2: yeah. grab it. So this is from Paul from SC. He's writing retestimony. He actually just says testimony. Oh. Uh. As I watched this episode again, I thought the scenes between Anne and Duncan were some of their best. Perhaps the relief that the secret of Duncan's immortality is finally being known allowed them to be more real with each other. Some of that tension between them up until now was that Duncan did not want to bring Anne all the way into his world to protect her. So he was evasive, distant, etc. I think Duncan will never forever cut himself off from falling in love. So he fell for Anne. I'm going to read that sentence one more time. Okay. I think Duncan will never, forever cut himself off from falling in love. So he fell for Anne. All right, no, that's what it said. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I think
1: I get it. I, he will never, forever cut himself off. <laughs> As he decides, <laughs> no, I think he's saying that he will never cut himself off from love for like all time like he's not done with love
3: yeah okay so for getting his willy wet
1: (laughs) oh boy (laughs) whoa hey oh isn't that your hot take uh
2: (laughs) as he decides to be with her again the danger of christophe makes him doubt again although she had some inconsistent moments i think overall Anne was a good character for duncan Hmm. i think also you might have failed to mention that we had a flashback within a flashback on this
1: one did we let's see maybe we went to... What? <laughs> Hold on. This is testimony?
3: Yeah. What's Allegedly. the first flashback?
1: We we do the Cossack-Russia thing. We do the Cossack scene, yeah. Is there a flashback in that scene to something else?
3: Don't think so. I can't
1: remember. I don't it. remember a flashback within a flashback.
2: Paul from SC. Thanks, Paul. Unpack this for us. We don't actually know. But keep up the great work talking about our favorite show. Highlander.
3: <laughs> Very
1: good.
2: Thanks, Paul. Confidential notice: This message and okay, any attachments okay. are solely for the intended <laughs> recipient and may contain confidential or privileged information.
3: We just broke that notice. Yes, we did. Wide open. <laughs> so here we have an email from Jack F. And Jack F. We're going to truncate your email a little bit, but he has Jack F. Jack F. He has some uh, comments on whether immortals can get sick. On another note, I can believe that immortals can get sick. Finger quotes. But I just can't see them being sick more than a simple cold, and even that might last a day. When an immortal is wounded, their body automatically starts healing itself. When they are shot, their body expels the bullets, maybe? Their bones heal, and when they die, the body completely heals itself. Why would their immune system allow their body to hold on to a disease? Hell, when an immortal is set on fire, even their hair grows back to its normal length. Everything about an immortal seems to be geared towards making sure they recover fairly fast from any physical harm. I can't see them being racked with tuberculosis or some other disease that would hinder their ability to fight. For me, at least, it doesn't fit in with how immortals seem to work in the show, movies, etc. That's it for now. You know I'll have more to share. (laughs) (laughs) You know
1: it. You know
3: it. (laughs) Thanks for all you do, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Do I know you'll have more to share? I don't know that. Has Jack emailed us since December 13th? I, I think
1: he has, actually. Oh,
3: well, then very good. Turn that page, baby. Oh, oh yes. And then there's a postscript oh, from Jack <laughs> Right. Now. He did. And this is on the 13th. Forgot to mention, if you watch Netflix, New- Luke Cage, they use coffee the same way Duncan and Tessa do. Yeah, they do. They're always oh. talking about making coffee with
1: fucking. That's crazy. I haven't seen Luke Cage yet. Oh, it's great. Now it's I'm going good. Now I'm going to. So just because
2: of that, uh-huh. did you really want to see Luke Cage nail Rosario Dawson? Is that, ha- oh, that happen? Lord mama. They just want to make
3: coffee. Ooh. Whoa! Rosario. <laughs> Thanks, Jack.
1: Welcome to our new podcast where we just talk about <laughs> sex scenes in our favorite comic book movies. False.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are done doing that. But there is one more on the topic of Dr. Ann Lindsay.
1: <laughs> well, I thought uh, Jack, uh, Jack of... His uh, Jacob. comment about the sickness thing, like, that they heal very quickly. Because I think yeah. people have posited, like, oh, maybe they'll get sick and die from it, and then they'll, you know, yeah. then they'll be healed. That doesn't seem to fall in line with other stuff. Also, he mentions the hair comment.
3: Like, yeah, the hair is When good.
1: Gabriel the Zone Patone gets set on fire, that yeah. dude has, like, a full head of head hair. Of hair. And Instantly. that shit is the first shit to go when you get put yeah. on fire. The you just see him, he has no eyebrows. Right?
3: <laughs> maybe he has a wig.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> go, go back in. Intimate. He's got his Raiden wig on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this next one, I think it's appropriate that we're talking about this, you know, at the end of season three. Because we've often talked about this, like, hatred towards Ann Lindsay.
2: Yeah, which is, I think, what prompted us. We were like, hey, weigh in on this.
1: Yeah. Right. By the way, the comment you're about to read is not a com. We did not ask for people's opinion about Ann Lindsay and no. this one no oh this is this a facebook is, comment yes yeah. yeah this is a facebook comment and we get comments like this often and they are often on many highlander you know outlets media mm-hmm. outlets these sort of opinions so this one is uh just one of our favorites so this one's just apropos of nothing <laughs> yeah so we don't have to read who it's from or anything but the comment is from julius okay i will say that much <laughs> there we go and it is and was too old weak
2: Independent, doctor snobbish to deal with it. Tessa was young and adventurous and
1: tough. So, there we go. What is that? What the fuck is that? I almost, I did not respond to this comment because (laughs) I wanted to ask. Well, I was, it's like, what? None of this makes any fucking sense. Like, there is so much weird hatred thrown at Anne. She's too old. How? (laughs) How is that possible? Mac is 400. She looks like, she's like what? Less than 35, right? Maybe 35 at most. She's under 40.
3: Yeah. yeah she's a doctor i can't really tell doctor how snobbish what does that mean much older or younger she is than tessa yeah same uh, tessa's yeah. definitely in her mid-30s and
1: how is she weak yeah any of this none of that independent sense. she's too independent she's too independent that's there we go that's where we get into the strange misogyny that looms over a lot of this looms over doctor and Lindsay. yeah i yeah. don't understand yeah her independence is not a fault yeah. That is very cool. Very
2: cool. C- very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: totally cool, dude. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Dr. Ann Lindsay's a real hip <laughs> chick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, she did get introduced by skateboarding into the ER.
1: She's <laughs> <laughs> like Patch Adams. Yeah. <laughs> she is Patch But Adam. cooler. Yeah.
3: What's it, dude? Wait, Patch uh, Adams was cool. Yeah. Patch I Adams
1: said is cooler. Very cool. <laughs>
2: No, Pet Jaggins <gasps> <This> is awesome. <laughs> the healing power of laughter. Yeah.
1: Do you directed that movie? Who? Isn't that a. Like a Francis Ford Coppola movie? No, no it's not. Kidding. I swear.
3: No. It's directed no, by. No. Really?
1: Yeah, I swear that is a movie directed <laughs> by someone you'd be like, really? If, Interesting. If
3: that's directed by Francis Ford Coppola,
1: what are you going
3: to do to me? I will kiss it and make it better.
1: Very right, yeah, good. We're going to find out. This will all get edited What is
3: out. Dr. S- I know you asked this. What does Dr. Snobbish mean? I don't know. Are doctors- like she's smarter than everybody? Snobby? or I don't know. Are doctors snobby? I, uh, maybe. I, I, don't know. I don't know. My
2: doctor's very nice. She's not very snobby. Mine isn't snobby either, come to think about it. Got very down-to-earth doctors around here. Yeah. Patch <laughs> Adams, though. he was doctor. a real snob.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: way off. Who is
3: it? Do you even know who it is?
1: <laughs> Are you just gonna give a name and we're gonna go, huh? <laughs> Patch <laughs> Adams directed by Tom Sajak. <laughs> you what? Fuck. Tom Sajak? Is what it? about Pat Sajak? Yeah,
3: is he involved in this somehow? He also
1: directed The Nutty
3: Professor. <laughs> oh, which one? Just the first one? Eddie Murphy Nutty Looks Professor? Looks like the first one. Not the clumps.
1: Not the clumps. How did I think Francis Ford Coppola perhaps directed that? You
3: had to know that was incorrect.
1: (laughs) Does he have anything to do with this?
3: That did not pass the smell
2: test, certainly.
1: No, hold on. Oh, is he a producer? No, he wasn't. (laughs) There's something. I'm looking at Francis Ford Coppola right now to see what I thought.
3: Phone (laughs) rewatch.
1: Hold on. No, I do want to know now. There's some movie that I'm like, what? Real quick diversion, though.
2: Not that quick.
1: (laughs) It's some movie that I was
3: just like, really? Marlon Brando is Patch Adams (laughs) All
1: right, here, director. Ah, I know what I got to confuse with. Ah. I was close. I was close.
3: Bicentennial
1: Man. Another... You guys should try to guess another Jack. Rob- yes, Jack, oh. Jack, Jack. That's what I got confused with. Another terrible. By Francis was Ford was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Jesus That's Christ. what I got confused with. So I was not so far off.
3: Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll I'll cut you some slack. Yeah, cut you some Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: crazy, right? It is crazy. So we've been here rewatching <laughs> yeah.
3: This is Amen. That was the finale part
1: and two. Fuck you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. So this there we- must be our longest
2: wind-up in a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: now we're going to talk about. So now we're going to talk about this episode. So we are talking you know, we've
2: about. We got like ten other things to talk about before we yeah. start talking about the episode.
1: <laughs> so let's get that IMDb description or whatever. Okay, guys. So. Season 3, episode 22, finale, part 2. Okay, so this aired May 29th, 1995. This was directed by Dennis Barry. The last episode of Highlander he directed was Reasonable Doubt, which was preceded by Testimony, Mythos, and The Lamb, among others. And you can really huh. tell it's a Dennis Berry episode, because that fog machine is on, on. all yeah. the time in this, which is awesome. This was also written, of course, by David Tynan. We mentioned that last time. Uh, he did Testimony recently, and other uh, episodes he did recently were Song of the Executioner and Shadows. This episode guest stars Mythos, uh, Elizabeth Gray, Jason David Gilliam as Jeremy Clark Jeremy Clark he has a pretty large IMDB I saw he was in the movie the F- uh frogs from 1972 huh. uh which is weird I randomly saw that at my parents house the other day flipping through channels so it's like a frogs frogs like, yeah you did you watch it or it was just like I saw some of it it's about these like vacation like people are vacationing on this island but then there's like
3: evil frogs <laughs>
1: killer frogs and lizards and all this shit yeah. that sounds awful <laughs> Sam Elliott's in it Ooh, what?
3: Sam Elliott.
1: That's right. I'm talking about the dude here. Also, uh, I noticed his very first credit (laughs) on IMDb is in Dirty Harry, credited as homosexual. So we've come a long way since those days. I hope. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. He's also in Slumdog Millionaire. Ooh. So big credits for this guy. This episode also guest stars George Harris as Vimas. Who? Uh, He's like the head watcher. The European guy. Oh, that's his Uh. name. VMAX. Oh, I love that guy. (laughs) I thought it was. I've got a lot of thoughts on him. So he's been in a ton. He was in the Flash Gordon movie as the Prince of Ardentia.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Dental. Uh, And is
2: he the one who's like, I have nothing to offer but my loyalty? That
1: guy? Uh, He was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark as Katanga. He's the boat captain.
3: Oh. Ooh. The Nazis, like, commandeer. Yeah.
1: Commandeer that boat? Is that the right word?
3: Commodeer. common, com- Commander. Oh Commodore, The Commodore. Commodore Schmidlap. Oh, and he's in a bunch of uh,
1: Harry Potter movies as Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah. Oh, of course. The
3: uh, the minister of magic at some point I believe or really? just an auror. I I think don't think he's know. an R.
1: All right, are we ready for the IMDb episode description? Sock it to me. Callus kills Christine. Spoiler Ooh. alert! And her oh, that's a tongue Callus
2: the... kills Christine.
1: Callus kills Christine and her newspaper editor. Her newspaper. Editor. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted 5,000 words on these watchers. Stat,
3: yeah. Christine. First of all, wasn't he like the owner of the Tribune or like the editor in chief? I think he's the editor something? in
1: chief, yeah. Yeah. Callus kills Christine and her newspaper editor to obtain the computer disk with all immortal and watcher records. In 1753, Turkey, harem girl Amanda, harem girl Amanda. Haram. <laughs> <laughs> Haram. I think before we started recording I accidentally called it a hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> I really have a problem reading, guys. It's
2: like that prog rock group, Procol Harum. <laughs> harem Girl Amanda.
1: Also, harem girl Amanda, that makes it sound like an action figure. Like it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, a, with, a, a with very... a very Royal Ar- Harem action.
3: <laughs> Arctic blast Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harem Girl Batman.
2: Belly <laughs> wiggles. Yeah. Her belly wiggles. She has to do all kinds of untoward stuff that's implied. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: All right, harem girl Amanda Mm -hmm. is about to have her hands chopped off for theft, but Duncan rescues her. In modern day, Callus gives Duncan a choice. Let Callus take his head or have the immortal Watcher information automatically sent to every newspaper in the world. Meanwhile, the Watchers frantically search for Callus and the disc.
2: What, what is the harem girl thing
3: mentioned I at all? It's d- a it great not question. not really
1: needed. Amen. do you have a description? Here's
3: the YouTube description. Who's going to read it? Callus, who's, who's going to read it?
0: Callus <laughs> gets hold of the Watcher database and threatens to make it public unless Duncan sacrifices himself.
3: Wow. That's was, that was pretty succinct. Good See, job, this, Batman. That you, was, you
1: uh, know, sir. Are we ready to hop in? Let's do it to the finale of season three. All right, so there's
2: a very long previously on.
1: Yes, we get a big previously on, and it covers the entire callus cycle.
0: Yeah, was
2: there a previously on for finale part one? There was not. So this gives you a lot of information that if you didn't know it already,
1: you would not have known it when you saw the entire first episode. Yeah. Oh, in finale part one. Yeah, Mm. which I find strange.
2: It is strange. It is very long, though.
1: I don't mind it entirely. Like, I think it's a nice way to, like, add to the grandness of this plot. It's like, yeah. oh, look how much of this shit has been going on. Key question, though.
2: According to this, does this flash or this previously on posit that when Hugh K- FitzCarran and Duncan were run off the road on their way back from the airport? That it was Callus. It does oh. kind of imply that because it includes that in this segment, yeah. right?
3: But we, that was always a mystery to us. But we, we never... always just
1: thought it was the goofy cook, David, or whatever his
2: name. No, was. I don't know. <laughs> you English bastard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was that guy. Yeah, I, I never for a second thought it was Callus. Right, because Callus hadn't even met that guy. Yet. Also, what the fuck was the point? Like, if Callus did run him off the road, wouldn't Callus then stop his car and murder them? Murder them?
3: Yeah. And there was you
1: no think? buzz. So yeah. this does kind of like. It. Yeah, it just yeah. paints it like, oh, that's another thing he did. But it's not. But it's not. interesting. Maybe. I don't Hour know. of editing. This whole last time on goes from a minute and 22 seconds to four minutes and 43 Whoa, seconds. Jesus. So if you include the opening credits. Yes. Yes. This is four minutes and 43 seconds long out of 48 minutes and 35 seconds. This is 9.5% of the entire <laughs> episode. This is almost 10% of the episode is this. Previously on X-Men. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Gene,
2: <laughs> what about Morph? <laughs> this one's for you, Morph.
3: <laughs> Don't mess with the X-Men. Don't mess with the X-Men.
1: <laughs> That's good. Uh, Th- that was only for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Anyway. But the way this kind of wraps up is looking at the Watcher CD. And there's a bunch more. There's like a bunch of Immortals that we did not see the first time. with this line.
3: Watcher CD thing. Really? <laughs> yes, it's it says on the screen Europe 1995. Not all immortals and watchers.
1: Oh, you're right. But it's got like a lot of American people in it, right? Or no? Yeah, maybe they're just in the Europe file. Maybe but no, like people like Brian con- Brian Collins Cullen. in it though.
3: But then they're all saying, like, it's all of them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's supposed folders. to be uh,
3: yeah, different maybe. folders. There's different
1: folders. Why not? It's an interactive I don't, cd I not yeah, I think it's supposed to be the European data. Folders,
3: crystals. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like my computer system at high school. Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Part one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Part <laughs> one. <laughs> so anyway.
1: I like the way it transitions out of this. I think this is real slick. It's like the Matrix, man. So it's like they're scrolling through watch, a bunch of watcher files. We get to see all these people. I think Kim Sum is the last one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the screen, it's uh, the Eiffel Tower, and the camera, like, pushes through the computer screen and dissolves into the real, the real world. World, world or whatever.
3: Tower. Yeah. i the Eiffel Tower.
1: That's right there. Yeah, I can't imagine Paris without it. <laughs> yeah. So then Mac recites a Wikipedia <laughs> excerpt about, do you know, when they built this, uh, the city went almost nuts. And it's like, they just there was started... no Wikipedia at the time. No shit, there was. And I'm making a <laughs> Modern-day reference, Kyle.
2: Yeah, I know. You should have said an Encyclopedia Britannica.
3: <laughs> CD-ROM. CD-ROM. <laughs> How
2: about He's freaking, yeah, an
1: Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> CD-ROM <ROM> reference. <laughs> yeah. See, it really rolls off the tongue.
3: The CD-ROM technology can't fall into the wrong hands.
1: <laughs> so anyway, they're getting watched up on yeah. by this guy, Martin.
3: Who's, like, got a camera and shit.
1: He does. And they're doing this taking picture thing, like, where the shutter goes over the camera lens. Yeah. Eh, (laughs) last time we saw this was in blind faith i like it more this time because it's not like freeze frames yeah Yeah, the
2: freeze frames were weird in that
1: and black and white that was weird so yeah this watcher's watching amanda he's like a slow day at the office or whatever and like kind of walks away but amanda and duncan are talking about how like this could be like the end of the world essentially for them then we cut to the tribune office and Clancy, who's the editor in chief, is talking to Christine. He's saying mm-hmm. how he's like, this is all pretty far-fetched. And she's like, Look at the disc! Look at the disc. And then they are looking at
3: Graydon Hammer.
1: Yeah. The CEO of Amalgamated Industries. <laughs> and, <she's>,
3: uh, <laughs> and then of she's hammer like, tech. She's like, well, well, how about this picture? And then it's him from earlier, and he has like the same scar. And right. then he's a Nazi. And he's a Nazi, Nazi. Which I was like, whoa. Right? And then he's like. An English guy right before he's a Nazi. Yes,
1: he is. He's a publisher then.
3: And I'm like, isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, it is kind
1: of <laughs> weird. And before that, he is a Confederate officer.
3: So wow. That- this guy, So this guy's a real
2: piece he's of shit. He's a real
1: piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he left America to go be a, a Nazi, Nazi. yeah. Well, no,
2: to go be a newspaper editor and then, and then an, be uh, a Nazi. Nazi.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Were yeah. there a lot of, like, English newspaper printers in the Nazi party? <laughs> no, but
2: there were lots of fascist sympathizers in sure. in England.
1: The last picture confused me a bit because it, like, goes to, like, color. Yeah. But it's, like, it's, I guess it's supposed to be a painting of him. But it's like, was that oh. what the was like, yeah Was that what that was supposed to be? I was, just I like, was supposed like, What to be the a hell is this? was painting with like a very bad, like, Photoshopy, Photoshop-y yeah. filter thing oh, on yeah. it to make God. it look like a painting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was Definitely. very confused. I was like, what is this color photograph doing in right. like 1810? 1818. 18. It's 1818? Right, look at that. That was pretty close.
1: Herbert Griss. Herbert Griss. That's That's an awful name. (laughs) He was an industrialist then.
3: That's probably why he became a bad guy because his (laughs) name was Herbert Griss. And then Graydon Hammer. These are all villain
1: names (laughs) Graydon Hammer. Graydon, Graydon Hammer. So this shit is blowing Clancy's mind. He's like, whoa, I, whoa my At God, what? there's <laughs> pictures on a CD from like nobody questions. And then she flips
3: a... back and forth them real quick. Right. So he's like, this is almost like a cartoon.
1: <laughs> he does not question for a second that this is not real. <laughs> well, no, he does question that it's not real, but he's clearly like intrigued. Like, yeah. He's going to look into this.
3: Like, By calling mean, the CIA right, immediately. He Calls the
1: CIA. Does he? Yes, he calls I some guy. That's... He calls. Uh, he calls some dude at Langley. Yeah. yeah. No. So we cut to Watcher headquarters. I was like, question mark. But yeah.
0: Security. <laughs> Security <laughs> is the reason.
2: Is what we're walking into, yeah. and it's amazing. It's I just, I love this character. Please go on.
3: This character is amazing and gets crazier.
0: <laughs> oh, like, yeah.
2: He just gets more and more bonkers. Yeah. I want an entire spin-off show about this guy. Yeah. I want to see this guy's <laughs> rise to power in the watchers. Yeah. I wanna see him as like a beat watcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna see it all. Go on.
1: So Joe and Methos are giving him the scoop about what happened. We talked in uh, last week's episode about like, hey, what's Joe's position? Is he high up on the ladder? I think he is. Because this guy, Vimas, Vamas, whatever. I thought his name was Jacques. (laughs) Maybe that's his first name?
3: Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Okay.
1: (laughs) So he's like, Europe is my territory. The U.S. is like, and it's like, wait, that's your, like, does that mean Joe is in charge of the U.S. territory? slash is C Cooper in the US once again. Yeah. <laughs> We've always known that. No, we, we have always We've not debated that. We have not debated that no. since the first nope. season. No. No. Since what the we have? first no.
2: motherfucking season. I will I will give should. you this.
1: I will give you this. I think we do know C is in the US. Yes. I have some questions about what the US looks like in this universe. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure it looks the same <laughs> as on our map. Can we draw
3: a map? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we can. We're switching to video feed right now. <laughs> yeah. Awful.
1: So anyway, they're now telling this guy
3: what happened. Like, oh, we fucked up real bad. And he was like, uh, "Hey, why didn't you tell me you were going to try to kill Christine?" No, he doesn't say that. This is the thing I was teasing in the last episode. He says,
2: "You should have told me if you couldn't handle it, because I would have sent a real, I would have sent a real man to kill her." Uh. <laughs> like. He's saying, like, he knew this was going to happen. He just thought Joe was going to kill her. Oh. He knew. They, this was communicated. He thought this plan was going to work, and he apparently thinks Joe's a coward for not pulling the trigger. Interesting. This guy's voice is insane. Oh, it's amazing. And he's got, like, these eyes that when he's getting excited, like, bulge out of his head. This guy's a treat. But things escalate quickly, first off. But second off, I kept on thinking this is, like, the angry lieutenant in a cop movie. Yeah. You're a loose cannon. (laughs) Like, you're going to get, like, chewed out.
1: Slater! And they talk about the, the CD-ROM is, like, completely unsanctioned. Yeah. I guess for security reasons, he's like, we've been doing ways these things at that, ugh, we've been doing things at that, blah, boy. <laughs> we've been doing things our way for a thousand years, and you fucked it up by doing this. Which I also like that he's giving Mythos shit for that, because it's like, oh, Mythos, who's, like, 5,000 years old, thought he was, like, kind of smart. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you fucked up
2: yeah you're an idiot at what
1: point I don't know what sets it off but punching ensues What? oh it's when he says I would have sent a real man oh yeah right. I would have sent a real man and then Joe's like you son of a bitch right I like Mithos' demeanor during this whole fight too like he's like the level headed one he's like this isn't accomplishing anything and then when they start pun- punching it's like this isn't helping guys yeah. <laughs> it's really funny
2: yeah as then Jacques and or Vimas Vimas just decks Joe yeah he cares not at all
3: yep he's like I will fight the disabled yeah <laughs> He really lets him have it. He like, does. Joe he just flying flies <laughs> onto the ground.
1: So then we cut outside the chateau, which I wasn't sure if it was Watcher headquarters or not, but like the script refers to it as like Vimas's place. So it's like Jesus, man. Like, He's what do you do for a rich living? Rich as shit. Yeah. yeah. I guess so it pays to run a secret society. Yeah. yeah. uh So then we get another one of the brilliant ideas of this this series of episodes this is like, I'm going to do spin control. Like, he's like, I'm yeah. just going to go there and try and to explain things. It's like, this doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah. Also, it's unsanctioned again. Like Nobody seems to be running by these ideas by anybody. It's not the worst
2: idea. You
1: don't think so? I don't think Couldn't it's a terrible hurt. idea. They don't even know if this is like landed yet.
2: Oh, they, that's they're true. pretty confident it's going to land. Are they? I mean, certainly Duncan and Amanda are preparing for the end of the world.
3: <laughs> right? Like, I guess. Mythos doesn't care either. he That's very true. He doesn't give a shit some about Some men just want to watch the world burn. You hammered them, sure. You great and hammered them, sure. <laughs> A compact disc the size of a tangerine.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so yeah, he's going to, I guess, try to lie his way out of it or something. I don't think
2: he's trying to wise way out. Of it. I think he's just trying to put immortals in a good light, so like it doesn't create a panic. I think it's the idea.
1: Yeah, and Joe's like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Hey, rewatchers! We have got a sale going on now, and it's just for you. The Highlander collectible magnet set is available on our Etsy and Facebook pages. How much does it cost? It's only fifteen dollars for a collectible set of five awesome magnets. You're kidding me! It's less than three dollars for a magnet. That's right. That's this is com- cheap as
2: fuck. Yeah, with <laughs> such cool, unique artwork. Where else can you get? Like, you can even buy a print for that much.
1: No, prints that- are more expensive, and this shit will last. I would say a lifetime. They These are, are high quality, heavy. durable magnets. They're heavy duty, and keep they keep feature- away from your phone. Don't <laughs> like <Yeah>. your phone. <laughs>
3: I tried it. I put one of these magnets on my phone. Everything was lost. (laughs) Eamon's life's work is gone. My life was ruined. My tax returns were on that thing.
1: Wow. You do your taxes on your phone? Gone.
3: Yep. (laughs) TurboTax does actually have a very efficient app to be discussed later. (laughs) Are they
1: paying us for this? Yes. Hopefully one day. (laughs) Hopefully one day, but
2: not
3: this day.
1: So these magnets feature the likenesses of Duncan McCloud, Amanda, Joe, Mythos. And Duncan Part 2. And Duncan Part 2. Scott. Warrior, dunk it in. God, let's do it together. Yeah. So, so make, buy, sure make sure you
2: get
3: your, your magnets magnet set, set today. You can find them on our Facebook store or on Etsy. I can't understand you when there's only one of you talking.
1: <laughs> anyway, check them out. They're really awesome and add them to your collection. Today. Back to the show. <laughs> So we cut to the top of the Eiffel Tower, and Amanda and Mac are hanging up there. Guys, how
2: many times did we see this clip at the convention? Too fucking
3: many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I have that in my notes, I said this is the eight hundredth time I've like,
3: seen listen, this. This like, is a fun scene. I like this scene. It's a great scene. It's a good idea. But I'd
1: seen it so many
2: times in the last couple months that it had no effect on me. Yeah, it,
3: me either. Does oh, that make us bad? Does that make us bad? I don't know. This is yeah. a scene like probably a lot of our listeners like really love, and it's like. Yeah, it's, iconic. It it's, it's like It sticks out like when you remember the show. Yeah. But yeah. at the
2: convention, at like every other panel, they <laughs> yeah. played
3: this clip. And I was just like, Again. <laughs> no again more. with the tangoing and the harem and the la- <laughs> with the laven and <laughs> it is cool though. And it does look like they're gonna fall off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So they had to build like this like little platform for them what to I, dance on.
3: What I couldn't tell is is it roped off or is that glass? It
1: looks like glass, it's a piece of wire. Yeah, so that's like if they nice. slipped, like their foot could go off yeah. the edge. That's it is really crazy. I would not feel comfortable doing this. No. Yeah. It's very bold. Also, listeners out there, tell me if I'm crazy. I remember maybe I'm just misremembering. I remember years ago seeing a clip online of Adrian Paul having kind of a Christian Bale meltdown during this and yelling at somebody Ooh. on the set for like talking or goofing around, and it's because it's like raining and dangerous and all this stuff. And he's like Stop it. We're like rehearsing here and all this stuff and I can't seem to find it. So if uh, anybody knows about this
3: please send or it. Or maybe it's way. just
1: all in my mind and <laughs> I've imagined this. Yeah.
0: We uh, are so done professionally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is the weirdest overactive imagination. Um, inventing... It's weirdly specific. Yeah, it's very specific. So I don't know where I saw this. I thought it was on YouTube or something. But hmm. So if anyone has this clip, send, us, send it our way. because yeah. please. It was funny, I remember. <laughs> so Amanda
2: wants to jump off the iPhone. Yeah, her plan <laughs> is just
1: to go crazy and kill herself, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, <laughs> Well, just because it's nutty. And Mac is like, no, uh, let's dance. And right. They... So they're going to dance. And they do. a they very do a tango. Well choreographed little tango, which they with coordinated head looks. Yeah. yeah, I just which I just did visual medium. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's very fun. As it is it as fun as the flashback we're about to get? Oh boy! Oh no, no, well. Also in the scene, did anyone notice the dude with the boombox? One, yes, that I love. This this dude on the top of the Eiffel Tower, I guess, jamming out to like whatever tunes he brought. <laughs> he he put DMC. he put
3: the music on. That's
1: the music. Yeah, It's yeah. live music. He's playing the tango. Yeah. Also, something that's kind of like not super apparent. The watcher is there taking pictures of them as well.
3: Oh, I Up missed top. that.
1: Mm, the red-haired... Up top. <laughs> <laughs> Down low. Too slow. So now we get a flashback to... This to, to
2: Mac stuffing grapes in his mouth. He's <laughs> eating grapes. I don't know how to say this other than he's eating a bunch of grapes like an apple. Yeah. She's like... <laughs> he's like really attacking them. He's teabagging
3: himself with grapes. <laughs> <laughs> what is teabagging, Eamon? Teabagging is when you get your nuts <laughs> and you put them... you. Dip them as if you're dipping your tea into hot water into somebody's agape mouth. God
1: damn it! That's getting
3: snippy, snippy. No, that needs to be kept in. Sure.
1: So <laughs> this is Turkey in 1753. Kyle, I was, I had a question. What is the theme of this harem? <laughs>
2: what is the theme? I think it's Turkish
1: harem. Okay, cool. Uh, this is a clear. This is why
2: this is a successful. Wait, wait, wait. Unlike this the other a, one, this yeah. is not a confused harem. Right. Like in reasonable doubt,
3: <laughs> a confused haram. Haram, yeah. Harambe. <laughs> Harambe. So Mac is, like, this Sultan, like, wants Mac to stick around at his court for some reason. He wants him
1: to, like, be a war consultant or something, because he knows, like, the Western Army's ways. Yeah. Which, which
3: makes sense. Interesting.
1: Also, I looked this up. If this is true to history, this is Sultan Mahmood, and he dies the following year. Mm. Oh, look so at that. he's living it up in his later years, I guess. Yeah. With those
2: grapes. With those grapes. He's had too many grapes. That's the problem.
1: So Mac's like, nah, I must get going. And then yeah. he's like... Whoa, well, maybe I could
2: convince you to stay. Enter belly dancer right
3: Yeah,
1: they're all like they have their faces covered when they enter, and then they reveal their faces. And the one in the middle, who is towering over everyone, is Amanda. Yeah, like way
2: tall. Right, yeah. it's like weird. It's like I was shocked how short all the other women were yeah. by comparison.
1: So this is pretty funny. I think yeah. she's great at like physical humor. Like she's like trip. Like she's terrible at it. I like that Duncan's like the tall one's not very good at this. Yeah. Is
3: she. He's getting his jollies.
2: That's true for this. And but she's... then he really wants to get his jollies later. Well. The Sultan, <laughs> then the yep. sultan's
1: like, she has special skills, if you know what I mean. Which also, to me, tells me the sultan's fucked Amanda. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> right?
3: Blah! Yeah. Ah. Blah! Blah! I mean, that's what it, they're it saying. Is literally right? a harem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's so. That's true. Harambe. But she's like, clumsily dancing around. And she's she like, like kicks me Mac. out of here, right. Like, yeah.
1: mm Like, so she's like a prisoner there, I guess. Yeah. So at some point, some advisor whispers something in the Sultan's ear, and then they take Amanda away. And it's revealed that she stole something of his. Right. And she's going to get her hands cut off. Yeah. So they drag her down to this, like, very, very foggy, misty set. To the hand room. The hand room. Well, there's, I like the set. There's all these, like, really dirty fucking prisoners (laughs) and shit. It's cool. Because you, lo- you love dirty fucking they're prisoners like these and shit?
3: really dirty prisoners. It's really cool.
1: It looks good. It's moody. It's moody.
3: Okay. It is moody. moody. Right.
1: Yeah, they That's they true. look sufficiently malnourished. <laughs> yeah, they look real gross. Cool. Yeah, some real prisoner it's abuse cool. here. Yeah. So anyway, they're gonna cut our hands off. <laughs> So she tries fleeting <laughs> with them, but then she does more like
3: karate. Yeah, shit. she does more kung fu. She knows stuff. all
1: the moves.
2: She only fights well when captured. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only way that unleashes her inner
3: fight. Right, yeah. it's like
2: she's two characters. She's the lady and the tiger. Ooh,
3: she's the lady on the streets and the tiger. The tiger bars. in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Mac also, by this point, has kind of come after her. Right, from, like. Well, I guess she escapes first. She
1: runs, but then gets stuck at the door and it's yeah. locked. And Mac luckily comes in and he maybe unlocks it with his sword or something. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. So then they go running. There's a bunch of people chasing them and they get stuck in this room. I thought this was pretty funny. They're both holding these doors shut and they're like, well, what do we do? And Mac's like, shrug. I guess let him in. So I'll just fight them all. And so then a big fight happens. I think this is like fun, swashbuckling sort sure. of action yeah. adventure stuff. I action adventure harems Mm -hmm. so on their escape an archer appears and i like the way this is all edited together like he pulls the the bow back with a string back on the bow smash cut yeah smash cut to mac having this giant arrow in his his ass yeah and so amanda's helping him get this out and she's like oh you were worried about this little arrow and she pulls out this little nub i guess it went all the way through his leg
3: oh yeah because
1: then he holds up the other side which is like this giant razor blade but then ouch but then she's gonna make it feel better
2: She's going to kiss it and make it better. And he's yeah. like,
1: ooh, how much better? <laughs> also, wherever they're looking, I'm like, what country are they in now? That's what, <laughs> what? I was like. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did they get to with that arrow? There's a out bunch of like... fucking pine trees and <laughs> <Yeah>. shit.
3: <laughs> they ran all the way back to Scotland somehow.
1: <laughs> We're going to take this out yet? Yeah. Keep running. Yeah. <laughs> we cut back to the present, and the crowd is loving it. Ooh. And so is Amanda and Duncan. Because mm-hmm. he's like, how'd you make me do this? <laughs> so,
2: but then it gets, oh, it gets
1: sentimental. I like there, this. This exchange gets mirrored later in the episode. Matt gets like all like kind of stumbled over his words, and he's like, "Oh, like you know, we've been through a lot together. I just want to let you know, or whatever." And she kind of stops him, and she's like, "I know." Like, and it's like kind of like a Star Wars sort of moment. Like, "I love I know, you." Right? I know. Like, yeah, which is very good, very sweet. So then we cut to the Tribune office. Tribune office. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh,
2: quick question. How does Nino get in here? <laughs> yeah,
1: who the fuck <laughs> has he,
2: has
3: he been, been hiding behind the like, six, six, like, for what, what, six curtain, in the morning or who knows? The whole that, time? Like, the whole no, time. Like, oh, he's, he's just been, been waiting. Waiting. Is this a the curtain.
1: same day
3: or is this it a different to, day? No, this
1: has to be the same day. Why? Why is it? No,
2: no, it doesn't. You think this is a different day? I think this is a different day.
1: Why? Amanda has been
2: captured and escaped and made it to the Eiffel Tower and is wearing different clothes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, she's yeah, already yeah, escaped. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She escaped in the
2: last episode. Exactly. And then time has elapsed because she's wearing different clothes. She's already been <gasps> escaped. So she went back to discuss this stuff? With whom? With Clancy. Sure. I'm sure he's got a lot of questions. He's like, I've reviewed this tape. Tell me about your husband's profession. He probably has, like, right, okay. he probably has like 20 hours worth uh, of questions for her. Yeah. Sure.
1: Okay. No, this is that makes sense. All right. So this is this is another day.
2: Yes, but the question still stands of how the fuck did Nino
3: get in yeah. here?
1: Because he just like emerges from behind a curtain.
2: Like, he must have just, been, so, so Callus must have comes just in. been
3: hiding there the whole time. Right. Yeah. So
1: Callus comes in.
3: He's like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bet you thought you saw the last of me. <laughs>
1: and, then, and then Nino comes out from the curtain and throws his fucking knife into Clancy's chest. He kills
0: just, the shit
3: out of does, Clancy. He yeah. <laughs> was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to go back for a second to Clancy. He's like, this news is going to be the number one story of, like, the century or whatever. And then he's like, and hey, it's going to be the cause of the apocalypse. Right. And he's and like, just like, moving forward. <laughs> oh, so no, like, moral, like, maybe question about this or, like, considering maybe I shouldn't is, publish he, this he story. He says, and
1: it could be the cause of the Apocalypse?
2: Yes. Yeah, he does. Why would it be the cause of the apocalypse? Why does he think
1: that? Because he thinks people are going to lose their mind over this news.
3: Oh, well, hmm.
1: I mean, God, half the world's governments are going to be hunting. Under- <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Intelligence <laughs> services, <laughs> technology.
1: This sounds like a Neil Breen movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've hacked the government database.
3: <laughs> I've hacked the. I need to get these secrets out.
1: So then Nino grabs Christine and kind of like corners her and there's like lots of scary music and she's screaming yeah. and again like the gunshot is nobody noticed nobody, nobody yeah. he- hears any of this print is dead yeah <laughs> nobody the offices the are empty yeah
3: <laughs> well also it's like she didn't didn't seem to recognize Callus, but there was explicitly a scene where she looks at his his picture and she's like there's that son of a bitch that it confused me colossus Coloss. <laughs>
2: colossus colossus colostomy
3: me can, can you give me a colossal i don't know so yeah and the way nino like shuffles up to christine he's a real shuffler yeah Yeah. he's like gleeful he takes pride in his work that's
1: true (laughs) yeah it's important so we cut to callus's hideout, and he's scrolling through the database, because now he's got the disk, and he sees a picture of Vimas, and he's like, ah. <laughs> he goes, and he zooms Mm-mm. another picture a whole bunch, and yeah. so I guess he's going to go after him. For why. Yeah. There might be cut dialogue. I Actually, I think later we'll talk about this. There's some cut dialogue where he killed his watcher, and this is the guy that sent that watcher. I uh, think that's the idea. Does that make sense? No, but why does he care?
2: I don't know. What is Calus up to? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why Calus... Cal, 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 Alex callus cares about finding VMUS, the secret world of callus man <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> so puzzling choice but he goes after him little does he know yeah means business that's right
1: so we cut to the barge and amanda's i guess talking about how she wants to get a tropical island together and this is kind of cool because this is an idea that's brought up in i think wasn't this mentioned in like the amanda and duncan love letters sketch that they did
3: oh yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, they bring this idea up that she mm. wants to get an island and live there for a long time. So Mythos comes and he's like, Christine and Clancy Clancy are dead. And they immediately think, Mythos thinks that Vimas is the one who did it. Like, he took control of the situation. Mm. And then, Not an unreasonable thing to think. No. Yeah. And I guess this is because Mythos went to the
3: Tribune to the do his spin, do his spin,
1: spin control, control and then found that they're dead. So yeah. he's like, uh-oh. Oh, I'm going to spin right. my way out of here.
3: He's going to spin right out of the office.
1: Okay, so now we cut back to Vimas' estate. And this is where there is, you can see in my notes, a huge cut scene. What is it? So it's basically like a completely alternate scene. Why don't we talk about how the scene shakes out, and then we can talk a little bit about...
3: Okay. Here's <laughs> how the scene shakes out. It's, ama- <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Davis is just, like, with his car and fucking sees Callus, and then is like, I'm gonna run you down. And there's an Uzi in my front seat. Yes,
2: yeah, an Uzi. So he's driving and trying to shoot him very unsuccessfully. He yeah. hits Calus, Calus at least like, two times, right?
3: Ugh. Oh shit! <laughs> he starts running away.
2: I just thought this guy's a librarian. Yeah, like, but Vimas is the action watcher. Yeah,
3: he just fucking goes nuts. Well, first he's like driving at him like in reverse, and I thought he was gonna like reverse hit him. But then he does this like spin move with his car, he's like a stunt driver. Too. And that's when he pulls the Uzi out and starts firing at him. And I was just like, it's "What awesome. the fuck is happening?" <laughs> And then there's more Car
2: Hits. Yeah. This show is now 21 for 21 on Car Hits because he fucks Callus up yeah. with his car and then goes to get, like, gets out to go get, like, a wood chopping yeah, axe. Yeah, there's
3: a pile, a neatly stacked pile of wood. Yeah, on the Vimas estate or yeah. whatever. So then he, like, gets his wood chopping axe, but then Callus revives, like, in record time. Again, t- this yeah. is, like, the knife stab and bam. Chops his axe ha- head off. I just want more of this guy. Yeah.
2: I like. Also, you had that Uzi. You should have like peppered him a few times. Yeah. He got closer. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have done that? I don't know. He uh. should know, Vmos. It'd we needed nice. more of you. You we died did. before your time. He was awesome. Also, I just want to see Adventures of Young Vemus. Yeah, because <laughs> like if this is what he's like at
3: fifty-five, what yeah. was this man
2: like in his youth? Yep. When he was a
1: hot-headed
3: twenty-nine-year-old
1: yeah. watcher, what
2: was his headed
3: 29 twenty-nine-year-old watcher?
1: All right, so we should talk a little bit about Vimus's cut cutscene, and like you said, what was this guy fucking like? Because uh-huh. this cutscene I... is maybe better. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't... I love this guy. Okay, so I'll I'll briefly go over what it was. So. It starts out in Vimus's garden, and he's chopping wood.
3: Ah. So this
1: is where this axe thing that stays around, but that's yeah. where that comes from. There's no car chasing or anything like that, right? So Callis approaches. He recognizes him from the file, and Callis is like, "You have all my files, or what? I'm like, he wants to get, I guess, all more info,
2: uh, or does he want to destroy the files on himself so that when people start going after people? Oh, he's maybe not included. Ooh. That's good, too.
1: That is good. Vimas like stands up to him. He's like, you're not going to run like you have a chance. And he's like, no, I'm not going to run like my friends did. And then they start like fucking going at it. <laughs> the axe. And then there's some description in the script here. It says, Vemus swings. Callus' sword is suddenly out, deflecting the axe head to the ground. Vemus wrenches it free, swings again. He's hard and muscular, but he's fighting a master. Callus dodges blows, deflects another one, then presses the attack. Vemus falls back, raises the axe to shield himself. The callus cuts the axe handle in two with a single stroke. Vemus throws the axe, uh, loose axe handle at Callus. The garage is behind him. So now we proceed into the garage. Vemus POV, the wall and a gas chainsaw hanging there. Oh. What? Vemus. <laughs> Vemus rips it from the wall, braces it on the floor with his foot, and yanks hard on the starter cord. Nothing. Vemus cursing, desperately pulling the starter. Finally, the all sputters, roars into life. Vemus hoists it, turning the winding machine to the door, just as Calus smashes through the door. Finds himself facing an armed and dangerous Vemus. With nowhere to run, Vemus looks around desperately. Uh he spies a scaffold of large en- engine parts hanging from the ceiling by ropes and a pulley. Vemus lunges for the ropes that anchors the pulley system to the wall and cuts it with the chainsaw. The scaffolding drops, spilling engine parts onto Callus, who drops to the floor under their weight. Vemus approaches Callus, chainsaw at the ready uh-huh. to take his head. As he pulls the saw back to take his final swing. Callus pulls vemus's foot out from under him spilling vemus to the ground vemus drops the saw as calus grabs vemus by the hair and pulls him from the floor calus pulls vemus's head back exposing his neck and places his blade to vemus's throat vemus is no coward he's gone this far and with his last bit of bravado i'm not afraid to die calus says there's worse things than death but enough about you let's talk about me and we go from there uh so anyway Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it's a really crazy scene there, yeah. too. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Vimas with a chainsaw. Chainsaw? I like, would have loved to what? see that chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> I want all of those combined into one giant,
3: giant action scene.
1: scene. <laughs> yeah. But including him chopping wood.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of that. Like, he stops, leaves callus on the ground, just goes and chops <laughs> some wood, some for, more wood. For, for
3: a little while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now that that's done. <laughs> chop some wood.
1: No, that is done. <laughs> so during this time, Mac has come to see Vimas. Because I guess he wants to find out if he is responsible for the murder, right? I guess so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so he gets the buzz and runs into Callus. Well, he runs. Or first into he sees Venus's Venus's body. corpse. Then he gets the buzz.
3: So, like, what did Callus get from Vemus?
1: I don't know that he killed
3: him. Did I you think tell him where the files were. I don't or know. It was just like I'm not telling you anything. Kill me. Probably that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Vemus seems like the type Yeah right He yeah. wasn't gonna give that shit up No He's too he's hard He's
2: hard and muscular <laughs> He's, he's too hard, hard and muscular, muscular. He's <laughs> <has laughs> an Uzi I was so shocked When he pulled out that Uzi Yeah that was awesome I did not remember This character even existed Yeah I was like this is dope
3: He's season 3 It's too bad he doesn't Like MVP. live longer Like yeah. this guy's
2: fucking Out I want there. this guy As a series regular Yeah
3: Put him in the fucking credits He Uzis Joe And then takes his role <laughs>
1: There's a new Joe in town. His name's Vimas. Vimas.
3: Come to my chateau, Mac.
1: What a name, too. Vimas. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the clip from the top of the episode, and Nino shows up with his knife, and Mac instantly dispatches him. And this is fucking brutal. Mac, like, smashes this guy's arm to smithereens Yeah, he really is messing him up. And then it gets more fucked up because he like he goes
3: stumbles into Callus. Oh.
1: Callus is like, Oh, you okay? Does it hurt? Yeah. And then he breaks his neck. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, there's so many neck breaks in these episodes. There are a lot of neck breaks. Question: Is it easy to break a neck? No. Okay. Because he makes it seem real easy, but he's a pro. So yeah, yeah Callus is a pro. a pro. Master neck breaker. So, you know, he's like, now we're alone. And this is where we
2: get that clip at the top that he presents Mac with a dilemma. Right, and he's got this, like, doomsday device on his computer. Yeah, it's
3: like a dead man's switch.
2: Right. So if he doesn't stop it...
3: How easy is that to set up?
1: In the 90s, probably very difficult.
3: Yeah, like...
1: And probably for someone who, I don't know, does Cal seem like a tech guy? He clearly is. He ran that sound booth at that opera.
3: That's thing, true. So... so, he had <laughs> he had a CD changer. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: and he had that program to recover deleted files. <laughs> oh, right, right,
0: right, Right.
3: No. So clearly the answer okay. Is so yes. he is. He's, he's like a tech genius. genius. He's a master Mac-er hacker. A master hacker. Yeah. 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 You're hacking on What's, the computer again. But so is
1: Mac. Why does Mac not hack in this episode? Yeah. Why does
3: Mac hack into Calus's... Calus's brain? Brain. brain.
2: I was yeah. What's the, what movie, is it the movie Hackers? They hacked
1: the car.
3: <laughs> oh, I,
1: <laughs> you could hack anything in the 90s. Security's been, you know, increased since then. Yeah.
3: Hackers is my roommate's favorite movie. No, it isn't. <laughs> Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> yep.
1: Ironically, it's his favorite movie, right? Does he really like Hackers? Well, I think it's ironic. Oh, but yeah. I
3: also still think it's its favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've never seen true. it.
1: Very good. So we cut back to The Barge. And Amanda's all pissed at Mac. She's like, You should just kill them. Mac is like, I can't, you know, it's not that simple. Right. So then Methos comes up and he's like, Well, we have no idea where Callus is. Except Amanda maybe does. So then Mac and Mythos go on this uh little walkabout. And I think this discussion is pretty cool. It's a fun clip.
0: We don't know where he is, and even if we did, he'd feel us coming and upload the files. Can't see that he's left any doors open. Just one. I was in Rome once, ninety 90- 3 A.D., the Colosseum. I saw Christians facing the lions. Some of them looked almost happy to die for their faith. Your point, or are we just strolling down memory lane here? That afterwards, the only ones looking happy were the lions. This isn't about faith. No, it's about sacrifice. It's a hell of a thing to be a martyr, MacLeod, and that's what Callus wants, he's pushing all your buttons. Well, I'm open to suggestions, enlighten me. Maybe Amanda's right. You fight your best fight. What, every man for himself and to hell with the rest? So what if the world finds out life is about change, civilizations rise and fall? This isn't about civilizations, this is about people. Amanda, Dawson, Richie. Our world is not an ant farm. The passion of youth. Boys will be boys. And every cloud has a silver lining. What do you mean? If you die, Amanda will be free to date.
2: You dog, Mythos. You dog. Also, Christians. 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 That was that uh, shitty immortal, right? Michael Christian.
3: Michael Christians. <laughs> <laughs> he got eaten by a lion, apparently.
2: Yeah, I like this exchange a lot. The, this is good. the only one who looks happy of the lions is like a good wine. and it's true. Like Max got this real kind of savior complex all the time. So yeah,
3: but I like his point about this will affect real people. Right. This
2: isn't
1: some grandiose. It's like us. Oh, things change. It's like no. Like these are the people we care about are going to be affected.
2: Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're just good. it's not just change they're all fucked right. right right they are all in deep trouble well here hey, and we get to a mention of richie a even mention though, of richie even yeah. though he doesn't get to play
1: in the finale yeah there should have just been a phone call on this episode hey richie
3: uh it's all gonna be fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoops you're in deep shit son well here's this yes you know what's
2: the McGuffin for getting richie out it was that he died in the yeah. right, the race
3: why is this bad for the watchers
2: because all the watchers are listed as well so the immortals what's, would then find the immortals their immortals would find the watchers probably and it's so like with, the
1: knock list, man.
2: And so with the CIA, I mean, if we're just saying like the CIA is going to like start hunting down immortals, they're also going to hunt down the Watchers, I assume. If for no other reason than to catch more information on the immortals. Like yeah. they're going to be the subject of extreme scrutiny as well. No, Except for VMUS. Except, Except R-I- for V-MAS. RIP. RIP
1: sp- Guns blazing, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got inside the barge and the phone rings. Amanda picks it up and it's callous. Mac is not there. So she's like, I'll take a message.
3: McLeod Industries does this get reordered later there's a couple
1: reordered scenes here i think they missed i'm gonna guess mistakenly use the wrong establishing
3: shot of the barge it's at n- it's a daytime is it
1: yeah it's a daytime establishing shot and i'm just like oh
3: because well that's then it's at nighttime when they have their little right which is fine talk. if
1: it is the next day but then i'm just like well i guess mac isn't home it would just make more sense if this phone call happened when mac just not is be home i that's guess so fine. but there's a perfectly good reason he's not home he in the scene yes he has to go to CVS, exactly. But there's a perfectly good reason he's not home, and it's that he's having a walkabout with Mitha. So if right. the establishing shot was just at night, you would assume it's t- taking place right now. Yeah. So it's just an odd little, like, yeah, okay.
3: Huh.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to a rooftop, and Amanda... Dallas is creeping. That's right. Our, and,
3: and Amanda's there, too.
1: So presumably this is what the phone
3: call was yeah. about. I really like this part yeah and like
1: Calus is surprised it's Amanda right yes because she's supposed to have given this message to Mac and I like that she's like doubling down on like I gotta clean up this mess like she keeps trying to clean up her mess I wish she did a better job of it
3: she does better here
2: she does a whole lot
1: better this time than last time like this time
2: she seems closer to winning and he is a sword
1: yeah Yeah. I do want to I think this is my least favorite scene in this episode Oh, really? Yeah, I I think it feels, like, truncated. Like, mm. this feels like a very abbreviated fight, and it's just like, ah, it's me instead, and then, like, up, oh, gotta go, and then she has, like, a one-liner, it's like, till another day, blah, and, like, yeah. r- grapples away. I'm like, oh, that's the scene? Like, I wish there was something more here. Sure. Yeah. Though, I think the most unbelievable thing is, she gets the high ground. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. She does. And this is a- oh, her fucking outfit, by the way, I love this shit. This yeah. cloak, black
3: number, is cool. Well, this is her, like, pad, her Sith one <laughs> Sith- outfit, <laughs> but I like how she uses the cloak as like a it's uh, she's dual wielding thing? the cloak and, yeah.
2: cloak and dagger I <laughs> sword. I thought that
3: was cool. Cloaking dagger sword. <laughs> to continue making this high ground joke.
2: She does at some point climb on top of like a shed or something like that. And Calus yeah. very slowly follows her. And she yeah. takes no advantage of this. She
3: could have like kicked him in the head.
2: Or cut his, <laughs> or head, cut off. his head off. Yeah, yeah, Or cut him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> as the case may be. And I- she just kind of doesn't. But her escape is kind of cool. Like she That's a
3: cool stunt whoever yeah. did that
2: yeah like she unwinds she like knocks over an antenna and then uses like the wire coiled around it to rappel down the building and right. it works pretty well like it looks cool yeah but again it's just like okay this happened and now it's over right there wasn't like a high emotional content
3: to it or anything but it was fun i just thought it was like a cool actiony part i like this part more than the flashback i didn't really like the flashback to Harum <laughs> to the Harum. Uh-huh. but then the, there's this watcher guy mitch is his name it's Mitch, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> what was his name? Martin's I Martin. think it's Mitch Martin. Yeah, Martin. He, like, sees it, and I guess this is how he does something later in the episode. Right.
1: So he decides, also in a weird bit of, like, cut script, like, I guess he wrestles with the fact, like, because he's Amanda's watcher, and he's like, oh, what do I do? And he decides I should follow Callis.: I think that's just a nice little touch that like he abandons his like normal post for following out yeah because the way it's filmed doesn't make it seem like there's any decision it's like oh there's cows i'm gonna follow him
3: and then we get mac and amanda again and this is where mac fucking this
1: is bad freaks
3: the fuck out
1: this is really nuts (laughs) yeah not cool
3: he's basically like i don't want you to time for me (laughs) and this is when he like grabs her like pretty violent he
1: like
2: screams at her like, yeah this is She's nuts. Like, he's in her face and she like storms out
1: like, is he wearing denim here again? Is, is it I just think the so. denim suit? I don't think so. No. Okay. It's like the it's like the Venom suit, the denim suit. <laughs> <laughs> and like it really enrages you. Enrages <laughs> you.
2: Yeah. I like the idea that denim is a symbiote. Yeah. The Real. denim costume saga. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play really hot, like loud bell noises. Yeah. stuff <laughs> to, to
3: drive it him. off. Amanda like storms out. She's like, "You know, I'm me mean, involved in this. Fine." And she leaves.
1: I like the intensity of the scene. I just don't like Mac being all touchy yeah and like there's a very violent
3: overtone to the whole thing that's inappropriate
1: so we cut to vemus's place slash watcher headquarters whatever this is
3: and here joe is fucking flipping his lid.
1: I, there's <laughs> a lot of yelling in the show like in mortal sins this show is served well by like yelling
3: yeah <laughs> well, it's, a, it's like the amped up emotional the energy yeah like
1: just high high high, yeah. high, high yeah he like,
2: he's like kind of coordinating
1: all the watchers. I kinda like this like the the set here like this is cool it's like it's like this whole office thing like it's all hustling and bustling people and are they've working. got like a cool like elevated camera shot yeah. of it. this to, like place really is huge. show you the scope of it It's just yeah. cool.
2: And Mac busts up in the house. And just like, yeah,
3: I'm talking my clap. Okay. It's McLeod, okay McLeod.
1: <laughs> I like this too. I like this. That, like, again, Mac just shows up. And, like, this scene, this is very, like, iconic to me in this episode. Like, where everyone just, like, it's like, it's you know, in like, TV all, like, shows where, like, the, the telephone him. stops yeah. ringing. That's kind of what this yeah, is. Yeah, like, it is exactly. Dead that. silence. It's like, yep, it's Mac. This
2: yeah. It's fun. Also, this again has that feeling of, like, you're a loose cannon. You're a liability. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: it's awesome. The watchers are basically reversing their stance. They're like, Chalice is hunting us, so we're going to find him.
2: No more rules. Which is a perfectly fair thing. Like, he is trying to kill you and destroy your entire way of life. Yep. Fucking deal with this guy. Get him.
1: Which they try to do.
2: Eh. Yeah. Mixed results. Mixed results. (laughs) Vimas was the closest one.
1: Joe's asking Mac if he can beat him. And Mac's like, I don't know, or whatever. And Joe's like, well, you can if you, like, fight to win, because... I guess people aren't really believing Mac has got like his heart in this because this gets mentioned a couple times like you gotta fight to win and this is like the third time it's been mentioned that like Mac's like, like don't do, throw it do away do this like
2: noble sacrifice yeah. which is dumb because Calus can keep using this trick forever right the next person who comes up he's gonna be like oh I'm gonna out you to the world don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs>
1: So, guys, we haven't read from the Highlander catalog in a while, and I thought it would be fun to read from the 1999 Highlander catalog. Thank you, everyone who sent these in, for all the people that have given these. Wendy, I think you gave us some at the convention. All pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's dope. All right, so here we go. Today's product is the Duncan Rucksack. Ooh, Rucksack? We named this totally hip Rucksack after Duncan in honor of his penchant for sporting things fashionably black. The commodious pack looks like. Excuse me? <laughs> the commodious pack looks like rich oil leather, but it's actually crafted of clean and polished recycled truck inner tubes. <laughs> what? It's duffel bag drawstring style closure with bottle cap pull tab makes for easy access to, and for safe storage of, all your valuables. Wow. With cool bottle cap rivet detail and adjustable nylon webbing shoulder straps sewn into the packed seams for extra strength. It's 12 by 18 by 8. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. So how much do we think this costs? There are two styles. One says Watcher on it, and it has the Watcher logo, and the other one says...
2: Why are watchers advertising?
1: <laughs> Good yeah. question. And the other one says 1592 Highlander. There can be only one.
2: Mm. Now, I can show it to you. Those
1: look not even close to what I was picturing.
2: Nope. I was look- picturing did,
1: something- you, did you ex- think it would look like, <laughs>
3: like richly
1: garbage. oiled leather, leather? but yeah. is actually polished <laughs> inner tubes? <laughs> <laughs> this does not look like
2: richly oiled leather either doesn't look like inner tubes, I'll give them that, but... Richly
3: oiled inner tubes.
1: That fucking That's switch it. is like, this looks like leather, but guess what? It's fucking <laughs> dirty tire parts. <laughs> like, what? We went to a burnt tire factory. <laughs> so how much do you think one of these bags is?
3: Well, I mean, considering it's made out of rich leather inner tubes... <laughs> I, oh, I there's
1: actually a header on this because there's a couple travel bags, so I could read this header. Great gift ideas! every purse road journal and backpack in our exclusive highlander road gear collection (laughs) is built entirely of reclaimed and recycled material from the highlander license plates to the inner tube fabric all the way down to the last customized bottle cap rivet these unique and truly immortal travel accessories work not only as functional urban folk art but (laughs) as environmentally (laughs) responsible way to show off your highlander covers each comes road-ready, and in your choice of two exciting license plates, Highlander or Watcher. Which, why are there license Yeah. Because it's cool urban folk art. Oh, <laughs> uh, that checks out. Eamon, what do you think? $100. All right, Eamon guesses $100. Kyle?
2: If we're doing prices right rules, I guess $1.
1: It is $79.95 Dang. for recycled tire inner tubes. You yeah. guys can take a look at these. Yeah. $80. Oh $80. <laughs>
3: Yeah, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> these do not look
2: like polished leather. No, they don't. They look like fucking Wire. tires. They what? look nuts.
3: <laughs> <First> <laughs> just, off, they just look nuts. They couldn't sell these um, license plates, and they were like, what can we do with these? But, you know what we can sell? Recycled truck <laughs> <Yeah>. inner tubes. <laughs> also, they have like what looks like a, a journal, and it's just a license plate. Cut in half. (laughs) Like folded. Yeah. Somehow. These are weird
2: products. (laughs) These are very weird products.
3: Products. Products. Any other final thoughts
1: on the. uh, Would you buy one of those? No. Fuck no.
3: Never in a million years. It's hideous. And definitely not
1: for that price. Yeah, they are quite ugly.
3: They're, <laughs>
2: They're
1: like, even, like, the core bag...
2: The core bag... Core I don't, bag. Fi- I don't find very flattering. Yeah. And then with just a license plate fucking like, strapped onto it. It's like... They might as well have just, like, taken a hot glue gun and, like, stuck it on. Oh. It looks... <laughs> unnatural.
3: Also, the the only other place where the word bottle cap would be read more than that description (laughs) is in a bottle cap factory. Bottle cap, bottle cap, bottle cap.
2: Tessa's date purse is one that is a folded over license plate? <laughs> Why would that be her
1: date purse? Because oh, she's cool that. and into urban folk art. Yeah, yeah. These are, With this the is watchers. actually, we know Tessa's art. This is what would happen <laughs> if she, to if that, she yeah. got into the fashion world.
3: Oh, well, I just got to bend your old license plate into a purse, Duncan.
1: <laughs> also, you probably shouldn't put your birthday
3: on your license plate, Duncan. <laughs> no, it's probably a bad idea.
2: It's not the best. <laughs> uh, how did anyone buy this
3: shit? If you have oh, one oh, of those, oh, oh, please
2: write that- to us that whoever made those
1: has a million still left
2: over? Oh, I was going to say, has a million of those rucksacks and then attaches license plates depending on which property related to it there is. So there's probably mm-hmm. a Buffy rucksack license plate. I bet plate. there's a
1: whole rucksack fucking gold mine but, out Yeah. There. We gotta tap this market, brah.
0: We gotta tap these rucksacks.
1: <laughs> even the rucksack name, fanatic. Even the name rucksack, I'm like, no thanks. Like, <laughs> nah,
3: okay. You
1: want to go out? Let me grab my rucksack. What's no, no, a no.
3: ruck? You mother rucker <laughs> <laughs> Your mother rucksack very good very good of the
1: so we cut to callus's hideout and this red-haired guy has made his way there
3: and he sneaks in and looks at callus's computer
1: right and he brings up i guess callus's file is there uh-huh. but then he hears callus coming so and he... so he scuffles off into like this like closet or
3: whatever callus first looks at his, his uh in folder on his desk <laughs> <laughs> it just checked my literal inbox. Yeah, and then he notices the screen is different. So then he starts sneaking around.
2: He pretends to leave. He pulls that old maneuver. Right. And then this guy makes
3: a fucking phone call. This guy call. had yeah. a Why? cell phone.
1: On. Yeah. guy had a cell phone on the whole time. What's he doing? <laughs> I don't understand. He had a cell phone the whole time. Yeah,
3: maybe call when you're outside of his fucking sure base. Or crew even the up.
1: second he saw him, he's like, I'm gonna go follow Callis. Somebody meet me wherever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
3: crew up son. So Callus hears the fucking phone call, because he has ears. Because,
1: yeah, he calls Joe. Also, yeah. I think the lighting, when they cut back to, like, this Watcher HQ thing, is really cool. Like, it's all blue. Like, the desks are all blue, and there's like yeah. almost a spotlight on Joe in the middle. It's really nice. Martin! And he's like, okay. where are you? I'm at Callus's. Where are where you? you? Callus's? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Say man. an address. <laughs> Say
2: an address. Also, how does Callus dispatch him? Because it's awesome. It's dope.
3: <laughs> like... Backstabs the sword, I don't know through what you would call through, it? The through the door, and then he
1: twists it, yeah, yeah. And then and the there's guy- on the phone, it's like, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's really badass, yeah, yeah, it it's
1: is. pretty good. So, do we want to get into one of Keith's weird theory things or whatever? <laughs> yeah, like stuff, there we go. So, I just like to imagine, hang on, hang on I gotta buckle up for this. Hang <laughs> on, sorry, I'm snapping it in now. Hang on. there you go. So I like to imagine, like like Callus had to set up the jazz club, he picked the menu, he picked the plates out, all that sort of stuff. So all the little minutia that Callis has to do in his day-to-day life. The only way that Martin would know this is callus's hideout is if Callus went into the hideout. However, this guy gets in there first. So in my head, I imagine that Callus goes in, then he goes, Oh, I forgot to take out the trash. <laughs> so then Callus is in the alley taking out the trash. This guy sneaks in. Because there's no way it explains how this guy, like why? How did Callus come back so quickly? Like the window he, of opportunity. He was just you, in the
3: bathroom or something.
1: There you go. You also, notion, yeah. Callus takes a dump
3: while this yeah. guy. <laughs> you have a really around. hard
1: time conceiving that
3: sometimes
2: people go places. No, <laughs> like no, that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly yeah, like, that's
1: literally exactly what I'm conceiving is that Callus had to go somewhere. <laughs> i but but it was for a very short amount of time. So maybe taking out the trash, maybe getting a coke at the store in the street. Yeah, that's like explains things. why he's burping so much. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the things that I'm working out in my head.
3: Uh, sushi, <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> too much sushi. <laughs> That's why. Why, why couldn't
3: you just been in another room?
1: Why would this guy sneak in if Callus is in in the location? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's why I thought
3: cows uh, left. That makes sense.
1: See, I'm thinking this thing through on a real deep level. Yeah, <laughs> real deep,
3: subterranean. Then <laughs> he picks the phone up and he's like, "It's not that easy,
1: Dawson." And Joe's like, "You son of a bitch!" Does he say Dawson? Yeah. Does he know who Joe is? I guess from the Watcher files.
2: He should. Yeah.
1: Interesting. All right. How about that? Catch me
3: outside. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> How
1: about that? <laughs>
2: How fake about news. That?
3: So then uh, he's like, Mac meets me tonight. Oh, we're all on CNN. Fucking fake CNN. News. That Jake is fake Tapper news. Yeah. Blowing
2: open the uh, immortal story. Oh, we're all in the failing
1: New
0: York Times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we cut back to the barge and Joe and Mythos come in. And this is the scene that's reordered. So initially when Amanda gets all mad, well, Mac gets all mad and she storms out, Joe and Mythos come in right then. Because they actually interact. They're like, hey, is something up? And it's like, don't even ask. And Mm. she leaves. So that's what gets reordered here. I see. Interesting. Not really.
3: Mac is like looking at some floppy disks. (laughs) He's got to have floppy disks. (laughs) He's just like pawing at them.
1: That's the the fiddle.
2: cat fiddle around (laughs) here. You got to play with a little floppy disk.
3: Flop these floppies. So we get
1: a clue. I guess the only thing that Martin mentioned was that Callus is on Rue de Mer. And Joe says that that could be a thousand places. I guess possible. Although I looked up Rue de Mer. So it is near the Eiffel Tower and it's like three or four blocks long. Mm. It's a very short street. So they've actually got a pretty tight window yeah. of how they can find Callis. That's huh. so what I do. I Google map all this shit that gets mentioned and I look up wine prices. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. That's your contribution. And I think about Callis' trash That's days, days trash pickup. Yeah.
2: He was just at the dentist. Yeah. You go to the dentist. I have to get a root canal. <laughs> Can uh, immortals have dental issues?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. Do they get cavities?
1: Uh, So we get a phone call. It's presumably Callus setting up the time and place, right? Yep. I love this next scene. Mac and Amanda are walking, I guess, kind of near the Eiffel Tower. He's, I guess, approaching the Eiffel Tower, and she's going to meet and, like, apologize to him. They both apologize to each other. It's like it's sunset,
2: I guess. And we get a little analogous exchange of, like, I just wanted to say, I know. Right, you always have.
1: I think this is one of the best scenes in the whole series so far. Mm. I think this is really good. Like, I think it's beautifully shot, well acted. Everybody looks great. This is, I think, top notch. It's very good, and you know, we're about to see a serious fight. She says, "You know, knights wouldn't go into battle without a token from their lady," and so she gives him the Methuselah stone, which I think is interesting. Yeah, that Rebecca, Rebecca had, had given her. Right. I don't think Rebecca would mind. There
3: you go. <laughs> I think she would have minded. Okay. And then he just throws it on the ground. <laughs> Spits. Plue.
1: All right, so this is it. This is the showdown. We cut to the Eiffel Tower that night, and Mac is climbing up, so he's already at a disadvantage because that's a lot of stairs. Yeah. he's gonna be winded. <laughs> he's
0: winded. <laughs>
1: yeah. He gets up there. Uh, uh, uh,
0: I like to
2: arrive early, or I come prepared, or whatever the fuck. Yeah.
0: The yeah. So he is.
1: had to come early. had to catch his breath. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I like that he has his uh, scarf. Very civil <laughs> at his this iconic point. Star- <laughs> scarf. This is a great fight. It's very fast. Like yeah. the the
2: movements are all fast, and it feels like more aggressive than a lot of the fights we've seen. There's, like, some believable hatred going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Also, I love the way this is staged, like, seeing Joe, Mythos, and Amanda, like, staring up at the tower and there's, like, sparks and shit flying Mm. and, like, it's just kind of cool because they don't really know what's going on. They just kind of know there's a fight. And they yeah.
2: know that there's a winner and they don't know who it is. Right, which is pretty know. cool.
1: But yeah, you the know. fight is like really frantic. Also, it's raining and apparently it was like very slippery. Ooh. So that's part of like why it's kind of so frantic. Like they're flailing around because they're sliding everywhere while they're fighting, which was not safe. But yeah. Mac does a crazy cool, like he spins around. Spin like, like the yeah. Like the, the, the final like death stroke or whatever. Death stroke the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he great. stabs Scallus in the, the gut. And he fucking
3: breaks his sword apart
2: yeah yeah like is going to hit him and he just yeah. like slices his sword in half i was like whoa
1: hey oh and then there's an opera thing mm-hmm. oh also when he stabs Callus, uh callous oh boy <laughs> <laughs> callous says oh you have me at a disadvantage mcleod which is the same line he tells him after he kills Fitz. yeah which I thought was a nice a right. Yeah. So the fat lady, I guess, is gonna sing, and then Mac. Jumps yeah. he, what's he say? Like you hear that the fat
2: lady singing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. You hear that? That's cool the line. fat lady
2: singing. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's good. It's an
2: oddly lighthearted line for the guy who killed your best friend, but it's okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, and does Cow say he says Stay noble, mcleod That's what you're good at.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's a good
3: dig. Yeah, well, I just like how he kind of tries one last time to be like, "Hey, uh, if you kill me, this uh-huh. is going to happen." At uh, one point during the fight, he also says, "The Eiffel Tower, the world's biggest lightning." Oh, there's a gosh.
1: lot of like good
2: one-liners in this. Yeah. Well, he says that during the quickening. No, I think, I think he, he says, says it right right before, right before he before, kills him
3: because like lightning starts happening. Yeah, like. there's lightning before the quickening. That's which right. Is and they both like kind of notice. Yeah, and I guess that's where Matt gets his idea. Yeah, which yeah.
1: groan,
3: groan. <laughs> Wait,
1: hold on. What? Hold on. Go back to this. What's his max? Light
3: to use the quickening as...
1: Oh, you think that is a premeditated move on Max part?
2: Yeah, because, yeah. Why else deli- would he say that? He deliberately grabs on to the side and is like hanging on for dear life to the Eiffel Tower. Dead serious. What? They, they
1: very much indicate that this is a...
2: This is a plan. This is a...
1: That he has this idea of...
3: Yeah. Cuz so I had a
1: question. Genius. I my question was, is this purely by chance that the quickening happens to knock it out? Or then I was like, does the quickening cuz it's all magical like no and
3: oh. it like
2: it
1: takes care of this business? But it also causes a lot of wanton, random destruction.
2: Yes. Yeah. So yeah it like a ton. It doesn't know that much. <laughs> yeah. Frankly,
3: when Callus is killed, the quickening turns into like, this like the sad ghost face. There
2: is oh, a there's, there's, there's like a, a ghost, skull ghost face. face. Like, yeah. Ooh.
3: I thought that was kind of cool, even though it's stupid.
2: It's stupid.
1: <laughs> I thought it was pretty stupid because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: uh,
2: this
1: quickening is pretty epic. The only thing I wish it had was like music. Yeah. Like it's a little like stark. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, special effects heavy, but not that much special effects. Like, there's not a lot of, like, audio noises. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish there was some more, like, soundtrack. I
3: think some of this is, like, montage footage they didn't use and some that they did use Mm -hmm. from, like, other Other quickenings. quickenings? That makes sense.
1: And he's yelling a lot.
3: Yeah.
2: (gasps) In any case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure well, the, he, like, the world's largest lightning rod yeah. was, like his well, idea, and he grabs onto the Eiffel and Tower. And he like and
3: hugs it. it. At one point, he like hugs the Eiffel Tower. He just loves it so much. Yeah. You can't imagine Paris without <laughs> like, it. Like the American flag. But yeah. basically, like, this makes the lightning like extra crazy, and it starts going all over the place.
1: Right. Wow, I did not pick up that this was part of the plan. Which is weird. Well, I, I just thought it's it was a, like it's a, a throwaway plan, line.
2: It's a plan that comes together quickly, but it's a plan. Because otherwise, it's like, wait a minute. If Callus had won, wouldn't he have also blown up? the disc by mistake
1: maybe like is that what would have happened the quickening knows man that's what i'm saying the quickening has a
3: the heart of the quickening that's right
1: well this is a good question actually anyone out there listening write us in how do you think this is shaking out do you think this is Max's plan is this a chance
3: i I mean it's a chance that it works
1: sure i mean everything's kind of a chance but he's
2: clearly hoping for that interesting all right is my take also this is stupid This is fucking dumb. (laughs) Sorry. You've got three main characters just sitting watching the fight when they could be addressing this problem. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense because that gives them something to do. And there's also still like, now that adds to the clock. Now there's a ticking clock on this too. Like, Max got to kill him and I've got to do this and it's got to sync up.
2: Yeah, because Max's got to be like, I got to buy as much time as possible. Oh, yeah. Draw out the fight. Maybe try to keep them talking. Ooh. Meanwhile, you can, like, intercut all this shit with, like, Amanda and Mythos fighting the remaining goons and, like, looking for the disc. I like that. This could be a much more. You're right. Punch it up, baby. It could not only be punched up; it could just be less silly. Because, like yeah. frankly, the, the idea... chances of
3: this working are. And It
2: burns out the disk somehow. Yeah. Like <laughs> I could even buy that. Like it causes a blackout. If it was that it caused the blackout and that, that makes more them, sense, so and the and signal doesn't go out to find it because like the signal couldn't go out. I'd buy that. Yeah, I don't buy. It like it goes down the stairs a, into the basement. Yeah. It causes a power surge that burns the disc. Yeah, that makes <laughs> negative sense. Side note: How many millions of dollars of damage did Mac cause with this quickening? Lots. Yeah, if we're living in a world in which. His Eiffel Tower hug. It was like an EMP that fragged four blocks of
3: Paris. Yeah, and exploded lots of windows and cars. Right? Yeah. It's an expensive quickening. <laughs> Mario, as a party? Mamma mia. Jesus. Where did Maurice go? Do you think Mac ever calls Maurice back to tell him it's safe to return? I don't think Maurice (laughs)
1: left. I think Maurice just bought a bunch of wine and is drunk under a bridge somewhere. (laughs) Eating truffles by the bag full.
2: Yeah, take the money and run.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then Mac comes down. Everyone's relieved to see him. And Mac was like, that's a big one. (laughs) That's a big one.
3: (laughs) That's a big one. That's the spicy meatball.
1: Uh, in cut dialogue, like Mythos even mentions, uh, he's like, I've never seen one like that before, which is interesting. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. It was really big. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow.
2: It's so big.
1: So, the denouement of this episode. I've we... never seen one like
2: that before. <laughs> That's right.
1: <very laughs> gross. All right. So, we come back to the barge for the denouement. Yeah. Mythos jokingly toasted to technology which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> did toast. anyone else think cheers for five years yeah. <laughs> cheers that's what i thought years. instantly when yeah. this was going on i was like oh this is the scene they
3: all turn to the <laughs> camera <laughs> cheers for three years and then callous also comes out <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey
2: guys who haven't listened to our convention recap The fuck are you doing first off but second off that was almost the end of the entire series was Mm -hmm. all the characters breaking the fourth wall and saying cheers for
1: five years listen to the episode to hear all the details highlander so mactos then paul and fitz Mm -hmm. which is sweet and uh then amanda's like oh i'm getting sleepy and joe's like i guess we should go and maitha's like well i'll stick around she's like no you should probably go too because amanda wants stuff." fuck To what? Yeah.
2: To what? Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, then they so have then, like, a little moment like, we said some stuff because we both thought we were going to die or whatever. The world yeah. was ending, so should we take that back? And they're like, I don't know. We'll just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Then they kiss and fall over,
2: which mm-hmm. is good. That's how powerful the kiss was. It like she knocks them over. Right. Yeah. But then we cut to Shakespeare and hold cold. on, hold on. I, I have
1: a, I have a thing real quick. Sorry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Before we cut, if Keith's Kooky theories. No. Uh, well, maybe Mithos
2: and Joe are just taking out the trash or going to <laughs> yeah. the dentist. Hold
1: on, also, in this scene, Mithos is like, "Well, we took care of everything," and he hands Mac the disc,
3: the burn up disc. And
1: I was like, "So after the fact, they, they found it. They found it. Like what? That doesn't make any sense." Also, because this takes place. It would seem minutes after, like they leave the Eiffel Tower. How do you know that? It's the same night. It could be hours after and still be the same night. You think they then went scrounging around looking for the disc? Maybe, maybe they must have because they didn't know if it would go off or not, right? Yeah. Well, I their guess. watchers might have found it. All right. And I just said it, it was weird that he like had the disc. It show. is weird. See, all right. <laughs> eh. Eh.
0: Eh, eh, that's nope, just no, every
1: one of my crazy things. No
3: weirder than the quickening. You described them
2: as your
1: crazy things, so of course. <laughs> They're legitimate crazy
2: things, My crazy things. No, I don't things. think that makes sense. So that's an oxymoron. No.
3: My crazy my things.
2: legitimate crazy things. <laughs> All right, well, now... You're cutting out a Shakespeare and company. Yeah,
3: this is the twist I'm ending. I'm just here for the company. Yeah. yeah. I don't get this. Shakespeare and sons, you mean? Are we supposed to... Be, is this like a first-person viewpoint thing where somebody's coming in to find a secret second disc? No, no, I don't think so. It's not a
1: POV thing, but
2: we or, are.
3: But it's just like, it's there's just revealing, another one. There's another one. Uh-oh. Will,
1: it, will p- it come out back ever again?
3: Probably not. I don't not. think it does. Oh, no, really? Spoiler alert. No. Why set that up? I guess to have the option. Because yeah.
1: It's but, also the end of the season, so like yeah. they probably... What's the deal with like the first disc was hidden behind a picture and this one? This was is, is
3: just slapped in between two books.
1: Like this is like that's for the the customers. Like this yeah. is not in a back office. This is like between cookbooks and shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's actually just a Talking Heads mix CD. Dude. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just some random CD. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's exactly what it Don's is. Don's mix, <laughs> Don <laughs> 1995.
3: It's a, it mixed with three X's. Yeah, it's actually just all of Don's porn files yeah. burnt onto a CD.
2: 25 whole megabytes of yeah <laughs> of-
3: hey back then that was a lot of porn yeah
1: we're the
2: worst
3: so and there- that's season three that's season three
1: so before we talk about it should we talk about the watcher chronicles sure, sure. who are they talking about Vmos i hope it's VMOS. for vendetta so i got a great and hammers watcher chronicle oh that's cool yeah, it is cool, isn't it? Real cool. He's a Nazi. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Graydon and Hammer, or Harold Grimes, or Henrik Greich, or Benjamin Tyson, or Henry Gattle. <laughs> born in all fi- the worst names <laughs> ever. Fitting for a Nazi. Born in 1590 in Orleans, France. First death 1628. His first teacher was Peter Gackus. Gackus. <laughs> yeah. Does it smell like shrimp? Like Gack? Yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, original cultural affiliation: French.
2: Oui, oui. So he's
1: a Frenchman
2: who becomes an English publisher and then a Nazi. And a Confederate soldier. And a Confederate soldier. This guy's
1: wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. Distinguishing characteristics, a vertical scar on right cheek, recent base of operations, New York, New York, occupation, CEO, amalgamated industries. That cracks me up. Uh, and he's still active. So Herbert Griss is always on the winning end of a business deal. Trump style. <laughs> Sorry. But the losing end of a battle. Since his days in Cardinal uh, Richelieu's guard. Richelieu. That's what I said. Son, get
3: your musketeers right. I think
1: I said Richelieu. Did you not hear me say Richelieu?
3: <laughs> Kirdwin.
1: <laughs> Kirdwin. Okay. Tarsha. <laughs> Sidwin, I mean. Harem. <laughs> Tribune. <laughs> Guys, it's a Philly accent, man. Alright, uh, where, uh, where he met his first death at the end of a musketeer blade. Griss has always been a man of strong, if misguided, convictions. Quick to take up a cause he believes in, he has <laughs> inevitably ended up on the side that history would damn. From the Confederates to the Reichstag, he met defeat, but in business, Those convictions helped him amass a fortune at the expense of cheap third-world labor. Jesus! Oh, this sounds like a good guy. (laughs) Arrogant and strong-willed, he's feared by business allies and rivals alike. Despite that, he has a certain charm that has helped him skirt various discrimination and exploitation charges over the years. It's a pity we can't explain the demons of his past. But then, who would believe that this New York billionaire once helped mold the Third Reich? Great, there we go, guys. Bad guy, bad guy. Mac, go kill that guy. The
3: tone of that was very weird.
1: It was. It was like, yeah, he's a bad <laughs> like guy, the but adults? in business,
3: he's not so bad. Pretty good.
1: He's not mm. so bad. What do we think of this?
2: Yeah, we're now at this is at, it for the finale, part two. Finale. Finale, part two.
1: I really liked this episode. It's a great episode, I except for too. that one thing. What was the one thing again? The trash scene? Where you took out the trash and <laughs> left the window for the watcher to get in? <laughs> yeah, that. Except for... It is... You're left, right. You're right. Left Kyle.
3: the window. You're right. I'm glad
1: you brought it back up, Kyle. Because <laughs> it is problematic. Just the... So MacGuff- I'll back you up again on that. Yeah. Just the
2: MacGuffin of deleting this watcher disc. Yes. Yeah. I just find it so
3: insipid. And like, they had to know they had to know. Well, Also, wouldn't it make for good television if the secret was revealed?
1: In modern TV, that's what would
2: happen. In modern
3: time. Yeah. <laughs> also. In modern time.
2: <laughs> in flashback, people still don't know about Watcher. Yeah. But I, I
1: mean, I think the tension's... I like that the tension for everybody's, like, amped up. It's like yeah. everybody's in jeopardy now,
2: mm-hmm. so. You know what I really think? That we need a whole spin-off show about Vimas. Yeah. Vimas... The, the, the loss of, of Vimas this in this is,
1: is really the, too bad.
2: Yeah. No, like, he, for me, he might actually be the highlight of a very good episode. I cannot overstate how entertained <laughs> and intrigued I was by this man and this incredible performance. I also, could've... the fact that this guy was in Flash Gordon is making me really happy. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, he's
1: great. great. He's awesome. What a character!
3: Punches. That's what Joe. I do
2: here, be an example to all. <laughs> Death to Ming. <laughs> and we finally got a very good resolution to the best villain we've seen. Yeah, you know, like we find this has been a long time coming. Feels very satisfying. It's like is shit. The fact that they're fighting on the Eiffel Tower is like, huh. Like,
3: this is... Yeah.
1: No, no, this is charlatas. very cinematic. Like, mm-hmm. the, like we should talk about the, the cycle as a whole, or, you know. Uh, Does
3: this still count as the Chaos cycle? Because it was interrupted by, was it three episodes?
1: I think so. I mean, I think you could watch all these episodes in a row and it's like kind of a complete, like almost like made for TV movie sort of thing.
3: Why was it interrupted? Does it have to be? I guess because Anne is in this one so it does have to be. Yeah. And I think also,
1: up. I know Don Aleto mentions, I think on the DVD, like to have a sustained villain for this long, at some point they thought your hero looks like an idiot. <laughs> like it's like, how can he not stop him? Like how does he keep getting foiled? Like, wow. mm, so.
2: Yeah, he would have to be more in the background right. in order to keep the energy going.
1: Yeah. But then you always run into the questions like where is he like what's he doing yeah he's i think taking the treasure i think this is the best next to the kurgan this might be the like this is the first hero or villain that has like lived up to the kurgan level of like this guy's real bad huh. i think there's been other ones that have been close like i think xavier st cloud is awesome he's he's not gotten time to breathe enough like he didn't get five episodes dedicated just to him with right, some yeah. like crazy master plot
3: well, he's not like a master villain.
1: I think he's pretty great. Like, I think he's got like, I mean, like, I like that he's like kind of rich and he, I don't know, something about him is like a sophisticated psychopath or something, yeah. which I kind of like. Like, he's not like a monster, like, because there's all these like Kurgan clones in the movie, which yeah. I'm just like shrug. This to me f- feels like they've created a finally like a really great new villain. Oh, sure. I'm going to say something controversial,
2: or maybe not, but I think it's controversial. I think Kallus is a better villain than the Kurgan. Ooh. I, I, feel, I, I feel quite confident about that. He's I certainly think. like yeah. more fleshed out. And he's more fleshed out. He has more motivation. Motive, more motivation. He's more realistic. It's a great performance behind this guy. I get the animus between them very much. Part of that animus does not hinge on a sexual assault performed for... Reasons.
1: He also, like, hamses it up, too. Like the curve. Hamses? Yeah. Yeah, from the, the, the guy.
3: Yeah, he yeah.
2: hamses, ham-ses it, up. <laughs> it up.
1: yeah.
2: Hammer-eye. The, the best episode of the season.
3: Hammer-eye. The hammer-eye. hammer-eye, yeah. He might be the best villain in all of Highlander. Just gonna say it. Yeah, it could be. I haven't seen it all, but I agree up until this point that he's the best. I yeah. also like his scarf that he stole from Kyler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Kylo Scar. It's yeah. the same Kylo Ren he's the, Kylo the Ren oh, just,
3: That needs to be a thing That only the most arch of nerds <laughs> will get Yeah, that villain from one episode of a show That's yeah. been off the air for 20 years <laughs> You got but, to see Kylo Ren's titties In that new <laughs> The Last Jedi movie That's right, you yeah. did
2: Spoiler alert
3: <laughs> Yeah, spoiler, sorry
2: So yeah, no, I think Callus is the best Yeah, and he's good he's kind threatening He's like Incredibly violent while, like, always seeming to have motivations. He's not really an agent of chaos, necessarily. He's very threatening. He gets great emotional reactions out of Mac. We see some of the best fight scenes we ever see with him. Top tier. Yeah. In a my book.
3: He's a good quickening actor. And he has, like, layers to him. Like He's he, got a great golf swing. Yeah, he's <laughs> he got a great golf swing. You Sportsman. Know, he's, you see him, like, he has interests. He's, like, a he fleshed-out <laughs> yeah. character. Like the Kurgan. What are the Kurgan's interests? He's yeah. just, like... Tell me
2: about what the Kurgan does for fun. Being
3: evil. Yeah, like candy.
1: He likes candy. Yeah, he likes candy. Of course you He are. likes driving. <laughs> <laughs> he likes driving fast.
3: Yeah. He's an automobile enthusiast. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, likes, likes I, th- I think he
2: likes music. I think he likes rock and or roll. Yeah, huh? you're right. Never mind. Yeah,
1: so now he's got a lot of likes. He, of...
2: <laughs>
3: he enjoys Halloween. Body, right? He yeah. enjoys Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a pious man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he knows how to ride a
3: horse. That's true. Huh? Very talented. yeah, yeah.
1: Multi- real, multifaceted yeah. character. It's <laughs> like a dating profile. Yeah. Must love horses.
3: Well, love who horses do win, Halloween though, if the callous fought the kurgan?
1: Oh, if the callous <laughs> fought the kurgan. We could play this if we had our CCG card games. (laughs)
3: Let's live the fantasy. (laughs) Did they ever make a callous action figure with scarf? Scarf action? action.
1: Scarf (laughs)
2: scarf twirling action. And real opera voice. (laughs) You pull a string
1: and he goes. Very good. Uh, what are the worst parts of this episode? Because obviously we think this is very good. So what ah, are our least favorite parts? I already said mine. What was that again? The, the trash n- thing? Yeah, the tra- The, the <laughs> of the Back disc. to that? Oh, yes, yes. The, the-, the disc thing is a little like, meh. It's just cheesy. It's hokey beyond compare. I like your idea that it should have been a Black race out. of the other characters to get it. Yes. That really amps it up.
2: Instead of the main characters sitting there like, bleh. Just like drooling, watching sparks fly above yeah. the Eiffel Tower. Like, fucking do a thing. Mm-hmm. Be useful. Yeah. Mikey's dead, or whatever that guy's name was. Oh, yeah. Martin? Martin.
3: Martin's dead.
0: Martin. I'm Martin, the man. Martin!
3: Dun, 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 dun. I. Snake! 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 <laughs> I didn't like the flashback that much. And
1: that's this is the harem flashback? Yeah. yeah. No, that's not. I, I
3: don't know. Is that, I, also, it it's like, in a harem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think it was that funny. I thought it was okay. It was okay. See, a lot of the skin. Funniest, the yeah, funniest thing about it is the
2: skin. way Mac eats grapes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's. He eats grapes like a crazy person. (laughs) If I saw a person on the street eating grapes that way, I would think they were a psychopath. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, who who is this maniac?
1: Yeah, like,
2: uh, like, like, (laughs) I'd be like, arrest that man. He surely has done something. Yeah.
1: That's part of his arc. He's now learned to eat grapes.
3: Yeah. He's now learned to eat grapes.
1: I think it was a solid episode, top to bottom. I liked all the emotional content. Like Yeah. Uh, aside from again, Mac roughing up Amanda a little bit, that's a little, it's uh, a little dicey. But I like that tension is high with the characters, like they're fighting and like that whole saying goodbye before Mac leaves for the fight, I think that's like top notch. That's strong emotional stuff and
2: we get some good set pieces with Mythos as well, like kind of setting up his character more and giving you a real sense of who the character is which yeah. is nice
1: very good We're the christians the christians this is a great way to end season three
2: absolutely and how well i imagine we'll be sharing some of our more general thoughts in the season three wrap-up
1: yeah that's right next week we are going to be doing uh seasons one through three wrap-up and it's gonna be very exciting
2: yeah so i'll keep the rest of my thoughts in the chamber but i feel like i've got to said my piece about the great finale part two yeah it's good
1: highlander There it is. Ah, so, Kyle, how many secret backup
2: discs would you give this episode? This gets four secret backup discs. I love it top to bottom. It's a very satisfying resolution of the Kawa cycle, but it stretches, like, the reasonableness a little too far. Mm. It asks you to believe a little too much about computers and lightning storms and Eiffel Towers. And frankly, the world's biggest lightning rod was such a groan-inducing line <laughs> that it really bummed me out.
1: I thought that was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Why? Oh, I thought no, you
2: a lightning rod enthusiast. Keith no. Is lightning, rod lightning rod enthusiast rod
1: <laughs> I thought it was just funny. The
2: world's biggest lightning rod. Also, is it?
1: I, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not some sort of lightning rod enthusiast or anything. <laughs> yeah. In. Uh That's, amen. Mm-hmm. How many terrible watcher plans gone wrong? Do you give this?
3: Is ours at uh, five <laughs> or four stars? It's ten. Is it? It's
1: always been ten. No. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> and everyone <laughs> rates them so low every time. We hate every episode. <laughs> I don't no, it's, it's, five. A, it's
1: okay. five. It's five. It's five. I'm but gonna... it might as well be out of ten because everyone's doing the oh, it's three and a half. Might as well make it ten now. <laughs> okay. And then you'll be two and ten and a half. Now it's a twenty-point <laughs> scale. <laughs>
3: what? Yeah. Huh? Okay. I'm gonna say there are infinite numbers
2: between zero and one.
1: Right. So what, why do we even write these? Yeah. Why are we even here? <laughs> what are we even doing?
3: What what are are we are wasting our lives, guys? Doing?
1: And all this sound is really just ones and zeros. If you think about it. Why? Yeah. why? In digital cyberspace. Digital cybering
3: i should have gone back and what did i give the samurai i think i like this a little more than the samurai because of the action content
1: mm. did we ever have like, we ever given an episode five yet
3: exciting i think the samurai we did i did I, not i haven't give anything, given anything i don't anything know if five i've given five it yet. Five. i think you have keith was
1: it the samurai it may have been interesting
3: i think that was my highest rated episode so far i'm gonna give this one either a five or a four and a half Make up your goddamn
2: mind. Also, how many of what's is he giving this?
1: Uh, Watcher plan's gone horribly wrong.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll say uh, four and a half. There we go. Keith, how many VMOS right hooks would you give this?
1: (laughs) All right, I'm going to break the rules a little here. Uh-oh. I'm giving this a four. However, the rules about to be. Don't worry, the rule. Uh, I'll break I'll, the I'll rules. I'm Waiting
2: because that, so far you're following the rules. However, <laughs>
1: I give finales part one and two as a unit five.
3: Ooh. I think this is... I, think uh. this is really
1: I taken as a whole. If you watch these back to back, I think this is like a knock out of the park. It's really good.
3: It is really good. So this is my. So f-
1: despite its small flaws, small flaws, I think as a whole these are taken as. Wee oui, wee oui. Spicy meatball. That's right. It's just like a spicy meatball.
3: This is a good set of eps. Callus, I'll miss you.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a bummer that I'd he... love to hate you. Mm? But hey, if he just kept on getting away, it'd be no fun.
1: A new villain for a new day. So, join us next week when we're going to be talking about our, the season three wrap-up, including seasons one through three. It's going to be very exciting. And then after this, we are tackling Highlander the Sorcerer. The Warlock? Or the Warlock, <laughs> yeah. or the Final, final Dimension, Dim- or whatever it's called. i but- send you to another dimension. So, guys, how many episodes do you think we'll do on Highlander 3? I'm predicting four. I think four
3: is a good guess. How many did we do on Highlander 2 again? Four, five? Four, five? Four, five?
1: Maybe. No, you're you're right. It was five, four. 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 (laughs) You guys are awesome. (laughs) Podcasting. No, it's going to be great. We're going to tackle Highlander 3, and then we're jumping into Highlander season four, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good season. I I don't know which one's my favorite season four or three.
3: Mm, Maybe it's four. We're going to find out. But it doesn't
1: have Callus in it. Ah. Or
3: five,
1: <laughs> or five, <laughs> or five. <laughs> well, very good. Well, join us next week for our recap. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle.
3: This is Amon. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
3: This is an icon. Uh, oh. This is is an aquatic seed Duncan and Amanda There we are at the top of the Eiffel Tower Duncan and Amanda decide they want to dance